Some people are in your life for a reason. Some people are in your life for a season. And some people are in your life for a lifetime. Welcome to episode 12 of Next Up, fueled by Power Supplements. I did want to just jump right into this interview because Dale Alston has a great deal of experiences that he wanted to share, and I'm happy to have him on. But I do want you to listen through the entire interview because at the end, he has a very personal situation and story that he went through while he was in college and he was in a relationship. It's going to provide you with a lot of value, and I hope you enjoy. Appreciate you joining me, man. But um, for as long as I've known you, eat, sleep, breathe, basketball. Like, what what does the game of basketball mean to you? Um, like when I was a kid, at first I was really a football guy. Uh, following my oldest, my oldest brother, you know, Weedy, my oldest brother. Like, so when he got hurt playing football, I stopped playing football. I switched to basketball, and then I guess just like. I really just originally just like fell in love with it, like the pace of the game, like just meeting a whole bunch of different people, like just doing so much different stuff with the game, getting to travel everywhere. Like it was fun to me. And then as I like got older, I was like, all right, like, I can take this like to another level. Like, so let me work my like as hard as I can to like see how far I can take it. So like, I, I really think like just basketball for me, like in one, like was just a way out was my biggest thing. It's like, it's a way out. Like, I know I wasn't going to go to college for free, like, from just education. So this was going to be my way out to do something with my life. So, Right. So, and you, uh, you were one of the youngest in your family, correct? Yeah, the youngest, the youngest. Yeah. Okay. So you, you have, uh, you have a couple siblings, right? At least I, I know your siblings, but. Yeah. So I got a, I got an older sister. Zori, she used to play basketball. She's two years older than me. I got a middle brother, Montez, who obviously you know the most. We're we're four years apart, and I got an older brother, James, who right. is six years. So we're all two years apart. But um, yeah, like my whole family's like athletes. So like basketball, it was, it was all no four. Choice. I remember. Yeah, like it was no choice. Well, like once we started playing basketball, like it was no like I like I had to like I didn't have a choice. So. Yeah. Right. And I know that your path wasn't necessarily the easiest. Um, you you mentioned to me before that you were a walk-on. Yeah, so, like, originally my freshman year, I decided to go to Medford Tech because I didn't want to go to Morrison High School. So I was like, I'm going to go to Medford Tech and see what goes on here. Um, like, I honestly fell in love with the people there. Like, but basketball-wise, like, it wasn't for me, like, I was always used to being that guy. So, like, going somewhere where there was a whole bunch of people and I wasn't really allowed to play my game, I was like, I'm not going to do this. So I transferred back to Morristown my sophomore year. Um, my sophomore year went good for me. Like, that, like I did I did real, real good my sophomore year. But then my junior and my senior year, like, there was a lot going on in my life besides just basketball that I had to worry about. My parents had split. Um, my brother was – my oldest brother was really just taking care of me because both my parents had left us. We were basically living in our house in Morristown, but with no parents there. So it was like we really had to just worry more about caring for each other and making sure that we were eating rather than working out and playing basketball and stuff like that. So it got kind of hard for me to concentrate on it. So my junior year was probably my best year. And then my senior year, there was a lot of stressful stuff going on. So it was kind of hard for me to really say, like, I'm going to devote all my time to it. So my senior year, when I graduated, 
I really only had two offers from a school in Nyack, which is Division Two, and uh, Concordia, which was Division Two. But like, it was I just knew it wasn't the right fit for me. Like, I always have been around my siblings all the time, so New York was way too far. And then Concordia was just kind of like I went there and I was like, could tell like, yeah, this is not for me. So um, I decided to come to Wilmington University because I knew I wanted to live with my own because I wasn't really after everything that went on with my family, I kind of wasn't in the like situation to want to talk to people. So I knew I wanted to go somewhere I could live on my own and stuff. And I knew I had the talent to play. I just was going through so much stuff that I couldn't really focus on it. So I couldn't really talk to coaches and stuff like that. So I came here. I went to a walk-on child, killed the kid I was going against the walk-on child. And the coach was kind of like, yeah, like we can see you doing something here. So gave me opportunity. Right. And um, I know you mentioned that you had a lot going on, but again, what a lot of people don't realize is that when they're in their certain space in their sport, it's just really just an escape from everything. You're just really yeah, in a different like, mindset. Like when I was in eighth grade, that's when my parents originally split. So it was kind of hard because my, my dad's cousin got killed five minutes after my dad left him. So it kind of like traumatized my dad. Like this is someone he grew up with, was around all the time. So I mean, my dad like real, real angry. My dad's from like, my whole family's from Philly. So like my dad was real, real angry, like and everything that was going on with him, like he had to go to a mental institution. So that made my mom scared. So when I was in eighth grade, my neither of my parents, like I said, would live with me. So I was living with my brother and my two other siblings at the time. And while all that was going on, my a good friend of ours, Jeb, died. Like, he, he hung himself. So that was my oldest brother's best friend. So going through that, like, made my oldest brother, like, relapse into PTSD and all that type of stuff. So it's like, while I'm trying to focus on something I love, it's kind of hard for me to pay attention to it when I'm worried about when's my next meal going to come or when's this going to happen. And it was really hard going to school with people who are so different from me. Like, you know how Morristown, New Jersey is. It's a whole bunch of majority of the, is white people with, with money so it's like they get to go home they don't have to worry about where the next month's coming from which right. for me it was like i'm coming home and like i'm going to a dollar store and stealing a can of food out the store to eat so it was, it was a lot different yeah it's it's a lot to think of that as opposed to just focusing on school and what you're supposed to yeah. focus on it, it's a lot of added pressure you being the youngest did that add pressure on you too to kind of want to be better for yourself and everyone else around you? Yeah, I think it did because I got to see my siblings mess up. So, like, my oldest brother, like, he was kind of, like, once my dad and my mom left, he was a man's house, so he had to do stuff that he didn't want to do, but he's taking care of three kids. So then Tess was doing the same thing, and my sister, she was, like, so bonded to my dad that when he went away, like, she kind of lost things going on. So I got to see them, like, not necessarily do the wrong things, but go through stuff. So I kind of knew, like, I'm going to be the one to be the difference. Like, I'm the first Austin, in my, like, my last name's Austin. I'm the first one in my family to go to college. So it was like, I kind of knew, like, I was going to be the trendsetter for my family and, like, break the generational curse of not necessarily doing anything. Like, my, my siblings, like, my brother, sister, and my other brother, like, they're successful in what they do, but, like, they never got the chance to take the college route. So I definitely think being the youngest, like, helped me see what was right from wrong and helped me like stay on the path of doing the right thing. Right. And it, it takes a lot of bravery from your end to recognize these things and to want to do better for yourself yeah. and to, to take the, sure. the best, the best out of the situation that you were dealt with, that you were dealt with yeah. and kind of making the best of it. 
For sure, yeah, absolutely. Because like, I guess I could have fallen into like a lot of nonsense. Like, my right. you know, my oldest brother, like when I was in high school, was selling drugs. So like, I could have fell into that nonsense of like saying, "Well, I'm just gonna forget about basketball and this is what I'm gonna do because I need to feed myself." But like, he gave me the opportunity to say, "No, like you're not gonna do this. Like you're gonna be the one to change everything." So like, also was like very not necessarily shelter, but like was like, "Yo, like if you do this, like." we're going to be more disappointed in you than if you do the right thing. So, like, right. I really didn't have an option but to do the right thing, even if I didn't want to do it. So, mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you learn when you go through things like this. So now you know going into adulthood, you know the situation that you don't want to put yourself in and you know the situation you don't want to put your family in and everything. It's just – it's a crazy yeah. dynamic, especially for young people like us to think about those things. Yeah, like, I think it's so crazy, like – like I said, Morristown, New Jersey, there's a lot of kids who don't have to really worry about when their next meal is going to come from. So they're just worried about going to school, doing their sports or whatever. Like, I was really worried about surviving. Like, you have to, it's really like, that you have to have a different mindset to tell yourself, like, I got to do this to survive today. I got to do that to survive today. Or the, the heat might get turned off this day, so I got to sleep with coats on this day. Like, I'm coming home and not even worried about homework or anything like that because I'm worried about I'm going to make it to the next day. Like that was my biggest thing. Like that was my biggest motivation is making it to the next day. Right. But just to kind of switch gears, you have been dealing with an injury bug playing basketball a little bit, right? It's been great. I like when I was younger, I never got hurt. Like it's, 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 it's been a blessing and a curse. It's it's definitely taught me patience, but my freshman year, I was like, came in like, you know, I was real, real frail. So my freshman uh, first summer of college, I put on a lot of weight, which I thought was going to be like beneficial for me. But last year's season was just rough. I got So um, I started off the season with getting a contusion in my left leg, which was bad. And then I sprained my LCL, which is in my knee, missed like six or seven games, came right back the next game and sprained my LCL again. So that left me out for the season. So then while all that was going on, I realized that in, in my other leg, I had a sports hernia that turned into compartment syndrome, which is basically like deals with all the muscles in your leg. So it's like blood flow and like swelling in your leg. So I was like, I can't catch a break. So I kind of really lost my sophomore year, but the, the compartment syndrome is why I just got surgery on it. It took me from February 13th of last year to now to kind of finally get the surgery and move on and start rehabbing it. So it's, it's, it's really been crazy. So the, the injury that you have now is a continuation of what you had before or. Yeah. So the compartment syndrome, I didn't even know I had it. Like when it came, I was so worried on my about my knee. I didn't even know I had it. I played a game February 13th of last year. We were at, a, we were in New York and I went up and I grabbed the rebound and I went to step with my right leg. It was fine. I went to step with my left leg. I just fell to the ground. I was like, what is going on? Like, I didn't, I didn't know what was wrong with my leg. And their trainer was like, I've never seen this before. But like, you might have a, a sports hernia in your shin. I was like, I've never heard of that in my life. Like, this lady's crazy. So I get back, see, meet the, with the team doctor. He's like, yeah, you have a sports hernia, but because you've been playing on it so long and not knowing about it, like, your, your muscles are tight, like you have compartment syndrome. So I'm like, all right, well, where do we go from here? He's like, well, like, you can try to – play on it but like it's gonna be bad and then right after that my knee got messed up so I kind of just decided to finally like take some time off like 
worry about other things and get my body right. So now a year later, I'm finally getting the surgery. I missed this whole basketball season, but I'll, I'll get the year back and get to actually be 100 percent for next year. So it's a blessing in disguise. That's good. Yeah, and I and I know through uh throughout the rehab process that that really tests people's passion for the game. I mean, and you've yeah. been around it for so long, and it's answered so many of your questions. I'm sure you're going to do just fine with it. Yeah, because I'm like I'm a basketball like junkie, so like. I kind of know everything. Like when I got hurt, like all I was doing was watching basketball. Like I've been, I haven't played this entire year, but I still go to all my team's games and really just like, if I was on the court, I would do this different. Or if if he was here, he would have been able to get this shot or stuff like that. Like it's just, I, like the game has really saved my life. So I, I I love it like like more than anything. So really just anxious to finally start this rehab and get back to actually playing again. Was this your first year without it? Yeah, yeah man. It's like, For as long as you can remember, I bet. Yeah, since since I was probably about six years old, like this is my first year of like not touching a basketball. Like wow. not not doing anything basketball related. And it's hard because it's like you spend your whole life playing a game. It's like, dang, like I have all this free time now. Like what am I going to do? So it's like right. – you form relationships like I learned like you form relationships that way like I, I got my first I got a job for the first time like I, I was doing a lot of things that I never did before because I was just so like basketball oriented so like I got to learn a lot but at the same time it's like I miss this thing like crazy like I I, yeah. I hate I hate going to games on game day and not being on the court like it's hard yeah and I, I'm sure like um like a lot of people, a lot of people can relate when they graduate from colleges or they graduate from high school and a sport is no longer in their life. It, it's, and I think it's important for you because you have a chance to keep playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's definitely that's definitely the goal. Like, you got to interview one of my friends, but one of my like really good friends with another veteran. Like he's playing overseas. Like that's the goal. Like that's the goal for every college athlete. Like you want to continue playing as long as you can. So like. God willing, like healthy body willing, like that's what I want to do. I want to be able to play at the next level for as long as I can. Absolutely, man. And I wish you the best of luck with that. And there's, I, I know that there's, um, there's a personal situation that you dealt with in the past that, that you wanted to touch on. And uh, I believe that, that yeah, it can so, provide a lot of value to a lot of people. So if, if you'd like to share. Yeah, so like having so much time away from the game, like, and basketball being my safe haven and keeping me focused, like, do you don't necessarily do a lot of dumb stuff, but you get away from being the person that you are. Like, I'm a African-American man. Like, I'm very prideful on that. So I got in a relationship with a Caucasian female and not knowing that her parents were racist. So we were together since the beginning of my injury and for nine months. Um, her parents found out about us and basically made her press, like, whole bunch of charges against me just because I was black. So, like, we lived in the same apartment complex. I got to uproot myself from my house. I got arrested in front of a whole bunch of kids that go to our school. Like, like, really just God testing me, like, and telling me, like, some people in your life for a reason, some like, people in your life for a season, and some people in your life for a lifetime. So, like, I really got to learn, like, the situation I was in was a seasonal thing, like, and it was God showing me, like, you don't need this person in your life anymore. But like, I mean, it was really, really stressful, like having to go back and forth to court, not being allowed to stay at my house that I pay for. Um, 
not really knowing like if I'm gonna beat a case over something that I didn't do, uh, my school having to deal with the Title IX situation through my school because of everything. Like it was hard, and it, even when you have so many people backing you, saying like, "Yeah, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine," like they don't really know what can happen. So, right. So just looking back on that whole situation if you could relate that to anyone else's that could potentially deal with the same thing, what's something that you would tell them? I think the biggest thing, like, is stay true to, like, who you are as a person. Because, like, midway through that relationship, like, I kind of, like, you know, like, you kind of know when someone's parents are, uh, you're five months with someone, you're like, can I meet your parents? I tell you no, you're like, well, this is That's weird. huge. Like, That's big. Yeah, like, so I'm five months in, I'm like, damn, like, I can't meet your parents, like, we go on summer break, like, I can't come visit you at your home, like, you can't come back to see me on certain days, like, all right, I know something's going on, so let me push the envelope, but, like, I was so, like, involved that I couldn't say, like, yo, you have self-love, like, yo, you can leave this person alone, so, like, I was kind of trying to force the issue to make it work, like, and she was kind of, like, trying to force the issue to make it work here, but it's, like, I, I think the biggest thing that I like that situation taught me is like I said, some people are here for reasons, some people are here for seasons, and some people are here for a lifetime. So it's like, and each type of person will teach you something. So like, she was a seasonal person. Like she taught me like self love. Like that situation taught me like to be dedicated back to the game and not worry about relationships and like if it's gonna be there for you, it's gonna be there for you. Um, another big thing I learned is like everybody's not like who they say they are. Like and that's and that's big like everyone's not the person that that they think they are or who they want you to believe that they are like i was in a relationship with someone who i honestly thought like it was going to work and it didn't because of a situation so it's like you have to really like like watch out about like who you have in your circle because if you don't like it, it can it can turn to something that you don't want to turn into so right and just everything you're talking about to some the way that you sum everything up Everything just being a lesson because basically when you move on from tough circumstances or tough situations, that's the only thing left. You can either stay in it mentally, you can stay stuck forever or for an extended period of time, or you can move on and you can learn from it. And again, that's, that's a super brave experience that you went through, man. Yeah. Like it, I got, I got a chance to like, cause I, I'm the oldest in my, and like I have two other roommates, they're both freshmen. I'm a junior. So like, I, they got to really see, like, how, like, wicked the world is. Like, you you come to college and, like, this is your first time away from your parents. Like, you're kind of figuring stuff out. Like, they got to see, like, yo, every person's not here for you. Like, you got to you gotta really protect yourself. And, like, if you have close, like, bonds with people, like, you got to protect those people around you and make sure nothing happens. Like, I feel like my biggest thing, like, with that whole situation was having a close – like, me and my coach were very, very close. Like, I started off with – me and him, like, not honestly speaking a lot because I was a walk-on. and it was like, we were just here for practice. And then he's like, like, this kid can really do something. So, like, we grew a bond. And, like, me just being honest about him about everything I was going through, like, made it a lot easier for me. Like, having people in your corner who, like, really care about you. Yeah. And it kind of makes you think that situations like that, those people aren't put in your life by accident. Yeah. Yeah, like... That that if I could go through that situation again, like or had a chance not to, like I hundred percent would do it. Like yeah. it changed it, it changed me as a person. Like I would I would hundred like I would hundred percent do it again. Like I would hundred percent 
deal with the paying for lawyers and doing all this, I would, I would 100% do it again because, like, if not, wow. I would have never learned that lesson. Like, I would have never learned anything. Wow. And it seems as though the older we get, just the more we want to learn about ourselves and going through tough situations and not to say yeah, like sure. when a when a tough situation is rough that it feels good but it's just when certain situations are so hard sometimes you really have to think to yourself that when this is over i'm going to be a better person because of it yeah because i was just like i was in a situation where it's like i'm either going to beat this case and be good or like i'm gonna lose this case and be negative about it and do three to five years so it's like like, I yeah. have no choice but to be optimistic about the situation. Like, I kept telling myself, like, I'm going to go to court. I'm going to beat this thing. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, in the beginning, like, I definitely didn't handle it the right way. I lost a whole bunch of weight. Like, I was stressing myself out. I'm like, yo, why are you stressing yourself out about something that you know you didn't do? Like, Killing yourself, man. Yeah, like, everybody knows you didn't do. Like, so it was just, like, like really just like having a good life lesson to like help me move on. And like, that's something I can tell my kids about because racism is never going to end. Like it's a, gen right. for me personally, I feel like racism is a generational curse. Like a lot of people who are, are racist don't know why they are, they just are. So it's like, mm -hmm. everyone's always going to have to deal with it. It's just like how you deal with certain situations is going to either make you or break you. So. Right. And the most important part about all of this is you can turn your focus back to the game that you love. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't know. How, I posted a picture of me after my surgery. I had so many trainers just hitting me up like, yeah, like once you're ready to get back, get back. I'm already trying to walk on this thing again already. Like, and it's it's been since Friday. Like, I I'm, it hasn't I'm, even I'm, been I'm, a week yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, it's like it's like I, don't, I can't explain it. It's like like falling in love with something again. So it's like I, I get to do everything again. I get to learn how to fully walk on my leg again. I get to learn how to do this and that on the basketball court again. Cause you take a year off, like you're going to be rusty. So it's like, I'm getting to do all this stuff again. It's like, it's like the dating process. Like I love it. Right. Do you shoot at all? Nah, not, not yet. No? So, so, so I'm, I'm still on like crutches. Like if I'm getting anywhere in the house, I'm hopping around. Like if I'm going down right. stairs, like I'm right. I'm, I'm on one leg. So it's like, once I'm capable of, like, walking on it again, like, once my stitches are kind of, like, going, like, I'll definitely just be sitting in the gym for hours just shooting. Like, I'm sure. Just being around it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely just being around it again for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that point to come, man. But Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yo, again, I, I did want to thank you for coming on and sharing the, experience, the experiences that you went through because it takes a lot to share stories like that. And I know a lot of us, we've been through a lot of things and we all have different experiences to share and we can all learn something from from each other you know yeah of course like this this platform that you're putting us athletes on is like 10 15 years ago people weren't doing something like this like you didn't you didn't know everything athletes are going through if it was a situation like this before it's kind of just the athlete the bad guy you never get to really learn about how they are as a person so like this platform that you're doing is like something different it's something that we need for sure right Appreciate it, man. No problem. Wanted to thank Dill again for joining me and sharing some of his experiences, especially that experience of racism that he dealt with. Situations like that, being a college athlete, we've heard so many stories about this, and it's very interesting to hear from someone's perspective that was on the inside. 
And I agree with you with racism being generational, but that is why we do a lot of the things that we do now, because we do hopefully seek to prevent things like this from happening in the future. But again, hope you enjoyed episode 12. Don't forget to like, comment, give me your feedback, and please subscribe. Really mean the world. Next up, Fueled by Power Supplements. All flex, no stress. Till next time.